This is WPCast, the tactical podcast where we help you accelerate your business with WordPress. I'm Doug from PodWP, where we specialize in designing and hosting podcast websites. And I'm David from FatCat Apps, where we build WordPress plugins such as easy pricing tables and easy opt-ins that drive conversions. This is episode 21, The Hypocrite's Guide to Social Sharing. So, Doug, why are we calling it The Hypocrite's Guide? So we came up with this title because social sharing was on our list of things to talk about, but we actually haven't been doing it to the full potential. We've been talking about getting better about doing it for WPCast yep. and also for our own businesses. There's a, there's a lot of things that we know we should be doing, but haven't really implemented ourselves. Yeah. And there's a, I think there's a couple of pretty easy things that we're mentioning in this episode that we are just about to, you know, start doing or that we've just started doing that might only be a couple minutes of work per week, but could have a, a big impact on how successful your social strategy is. So before we get into this, we're going to uh, go over a couple of other things. First of all, we, we got rid, rid of the change log and the tips and tricks. So... We'd like to know what you think if, if you miss those or if you're glad that they're gone. Right. So we wanted the episodes to be a bit more uh, concise and more actionable. So we thought we it might be worth getting rid of the changelog. In the tips, we were, frankly, uh, running out of tips. I remember one of the last things that I shared was like a YouTube channel. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we would love to hear from you. Do you think it's good or do you think it's bad? You can just leave a comment at wpcast.fm slash social, which is uh, the URL for this week's episode. And in other news, we just crossed 10,000 downloads. So this is a pretty big milestone. We're, we're pretty happy to get into the five digits of downloads for for uh, our total number of episodes. Yeah, that means a lot to me. So thanks so much to everybody who's listening to this and who has downloaded uh, an episode of our podcast. We really appreciate it. Also, WPCast now is officially a award-winning podcast. So we were at this conference in Bangkok last weekend called DCPKK, and they had this award ceremony at the end, and there was this award for the best new podcast and we actually won which i have to admit i was really surprised i i did not expect to get this award at all yes same here <laughs> it was uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun the, the whole conference and you know just it was a great end i think you know we got, yeah. we got this unexpected uh, award and actually we got this uh huge blue yeti mic as our prize which i'm actually using right now for our recording and it's a it's a really massive mic but i think the sound quality is really good and it's also really good for doing recordings when you're in the same room with multiple people so i think last week's episode with ben uh, perov on it um the sound quality was so so and i think it is because we used a mic that wasn't ideal for capturing more than one person at any given time so i think uh going forward we're going to have a better solution for that yeah so thanks to uh dan and ian at uh, Tropical MBA for putting on that conference and for giving us the award. <laughs> so let's move on to the core uh, where we're talking about uh, social sharing. And the first section here is best practices, some of the tips and tricks and things that we have learned or that we are about to do. So to optimize your social profiles and pages, uh, there's a few things that we recommend doing. They're pretty easy. You're going to want to keep in your important info 
like a link to your website, which it, a lot of people actually uh, don't do, which is, is a pretty easy win or low-hanging fruit. Yeah, and make sure the link is clickable. Also, you're going to want to use your logo and probably an interesting background image or banner. Right. So my Twitter background image right now actually is, um, you know, like some beautiful landscape in the middle of central Vietnam, which is kind of a cool image, but it might not be the best thing for branding purposes. It would probably be better if I would put up my FastCadabs logo somewhere, somewhere in my banner. So that's what I will probably end up doing. Yeah. Well, it's still better than mine, which is no background <laughs> at all. <laughs> Here's another quick tip that I have um, in regards to setting up your Twitter profile. Um, so you can actually choose a, any tweet of yours to be sticky. So when somebody views a profile, it's sticking to the top. And there is a thing called lead gen cards, which is connected to a Twitter ads, um, where you can actually collect email addresses. So what I have, when you go to my Twitter profile, which is at, you know, twitter.com slash David H M E, you, you see like this opt in thing where you can click on the button and then you opt into my email list and you don't even need to enter your email address because Twitter already knows that. So if you want to set it up, um, I would highly recommend it. It's called lead gen cards and you can just Google that. So going back to the background images, banners and logos, uh, there's a great resource, the social sizing cheat sheet. So we're going to link up to this in, in the show notes and basically all of the different social sharing platforms have different sizes for their profiles and pages. And you're probably going to want to use the same kinds of images for all of them, but they all need to be sized differently. And it's it's kind of a big mess. You have to go in and check dimensions and then crop and resize. So this is a really great resource that tells you the exact pixel dimensions for all of all the different uh, major social networks. Let's talk a bit about what kind of social networks you should focus on. And I think the four biggest ones for most niches are probably Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and LinkedIn. And those are probably the ones that, you know, you should, you should probably set up a profile there. But if you're not doing any social media right now, it might make sense to just, you know, choose your battles and choose whichever network seems to be most promising for uh, your industry or niche, and then kind of get started yeah, and there. Depending on what what your niche is, maybe something else like Pinterest would, would also be useful. Right. So I've got some thoughts on personal versus business accounts, and I think that depends on the network. So I think Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, it definitely makes sense to set up a business account for your brand or your business. But I think the thing on Twitter is that people want to follow people. People don't want to follow random you know, brands or products. So I actually don't even have a Twitter account for fat cat apps, and I only have my personal Twitter account because I think people want to, you know, hear from me and they don't want some generic uh, branded account. Yeah, I think, you know, it varies and depends a lot on your preference if you if you want to maintain multiple accounts as well. Uh, one, one interesting thing is a lot of the major brands uh, will have a, a Twitter account for the main brand and, and sometimes another one for support. And I've seen them, uh, you know, handle support requests via Twitter even. So that's, you know, that that's an interesting way to, uh, you know, to, to give your audience another chance right. to connect with you. Yeah. That being said, it might actually be part of the reason that 
like why I don't want to have a Twitter account for my brand right now is I don't want people to start sending support requests through Twitter because I think I think there's not enough characters to kind of explain the kind of issues they might be facing. And, you know, we've, we've already got some pretty good support channels set up, which are just going to make it much easier for us to deliver um, high-quality support fast. So... Um, and and it'll also be public, yeah. so you may not want that to be, to show. That, that's a good point as well. So um, the other day, I read a blog post about how a big you know startup deleted their Facebook page, and their point basically was they only had a couple hundred uh, likes, and there was like no engagement. You know when they when they shared a link, only like five to ten percent of the people that liked the page even even saw it, so they didn't really get any value at all out of the Facebook page. And not only that, but also when somebody Googles their brand, you know, they see a Facebook page where there's only 200 likes or so, and it might actually be a negative trust indicator. Like, who are these guys? You know, um, they don't have many likes. There's nothing going on on the Facebook page. Are they even a legitimate business? So they actually went ahead and did this pretty drastic step of deleting their Facebook page, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a bit extreme. So another important thing to do is... If you are doing content marketing, it's probably a good idea to follow uh, certain people in your, in your industry and maybe even your customers and to also mention people, uh, for example, on Twitter uh, to use the at and mention their name. So, for example, with, with our podcast, uh, we haven't been doing that to the best potential. And what happens is when, when you do mention someone, then they're going to get the notification that they were mentioned on Twitter and they'll see your tweet, and especially, I think it's a good idea to do this if you're mentioning a product or service and you're recommending them. It's always a nice thing to let them know that you're doing that, and there's a good chance that they'll retweet it. Right, and another trick there is that if you link to people that use WordPress sites, people with blogs, deep link uh, into their site to some kind of blog post instead of linking to their homepage, because then they're going to get a pingback notification from WordPress saying that you link to them. So that also kind of helps you to get on yeah, their so radar. Yeah, we've, so uh, we've had a few people that found that we mentioned them via the deep links, but uh, we haven't been as... We've been kind of uh, lazy at yeah. implementing, you know, this strategy. And that's something that we that we just started doing again is, you know, the last couple episodes where we talk about hosting. Um, now we've actually reached out to the hosting companies that we've recommended in our episode and um, got some got some good feedback from yeah. that. So another tip we've got is don't spread yourself too thin between channels and you should just focus on the relevant ones. So there's a lot of social networks out there, and it's it's kind of tempting to see if you can get the biggest reach you can. But ultimately, you don't you don't want to have an account on some social network where you have one follower, and you know it takes time to post on there. So you know, we recommend you focus on on the relevant ones for your industry, and you know try to try to keep. Uh, Keep your audience engaged on those. Yeah, choose your battles. Also, uh, we recommend using some kind of uh, service such as Hootsuite or Buffer to post to multiple channels and also to schedule your tweets and posts. And the cool thing about scheduling is that you could just sit down once a week and schedule out your content that's going to be automatically tripped out over the next seven days or so. So you could, you know, Definitely limit the amount of time you have to spend on 
uh, social media. One thing that actually I like to do is I'm using Pocket, which is similar to Instapaper, to um, collect interesting articles. And if I something really like it, I star it. And then I've got one of those if this, then that uh, triggers set up that every time when I star something on Pocket, then it goes safe, then it gets saved to a Google spreadsheet. And then I would go in there once a week or so and search up, uh, get the most interesting stuff and then add it to my social media queue. So now we're going to move on to the technical and WordPress implementation. And the first option here is to implement it yourself. So um, all of the social networks like Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, they have social sharing buttons. Um, and we'll be linking up to the documentation on, on our uh, blog post. But basically, you can just go in there and you co and copy and paste it, just some JavaScript and some HTML, and you can just copy and paste it to your site, and uh, you're going to have the sharing button on your site. And it's pretty easy to integrate that with your WordPress site using um, some hooks or filters so that you can automatically display it before or after a yeah, post. Yeah, you could also just paste it into a text widget if you want it in your sidebar or you have a, a widget area. So it's, it's pretty easy for, for someone who's a non-developer and she doesn't want to install an extra plugin on your site. Yeah. So some of the problems that, that we've seen with uh, implementing some of these things in WordPress, first of all, there's the load time. And what we mean by this is each social sharing button with account is going to check back with that service to see... Uh, how many times that post has been tweeted or liked in order to return that number to display on your site. So the more of these buttons you have that are calling back to the original service, the slower your load time is going to be. The other thing uh, worth mentioning is, as we said before, you want to choose your battles. So also with buttons, don't put 10 different buttons, like, you know, things that nobody uses, like stumble upon or dig on your site. Just focus on the few social networks that actually are relevant to your audience. Also, um, so what if you have one of those buttons and the share count is zero because maybe you just published a blog post or maybe the blog post just didn't really take off. Having a really low share count such as zero or, you know, two or three could actually be a negative trust indicator and you know, I, I could see myself ending up on some blog post and seeing, oh, it was only shared by two people. It's probably not worth uh, reading. So, so that is an issue if you if you do display the the share count. Yeah, there's there's also on a related note, uh, a lot of times you'll see these social buttons right at the top of the page before you even read the article. And some people, uh, I think, you know, have a very valid point: is who's going to share it before you even read it? Uh, you know, is this go if they do, is it even going to be a valid share? So I think it's uh, some of the purists out there, uh, and I hope this is a growing trend, is to, uh, to to put the sharing buttons below the content after you've read it or maybe have some kind of uh, scroll-triggered uh, widget to show after you've scrolled down the page a little bit. I think that's a good idea. I right now actually have um, the social sharing buttons above the blog post and not beneath that and so i think you also need to think about what is your goal do you want to get as many shares as possible or do you want to get email opt-ins or something like that and what what i'm about to do is i'm going to add an email opt-in form um right at the bottom of every uh blog post and i think having a social 
social media buttons next to the email opt-in form are going to dilute the call to action because then people are confused. Should I opt-in? Should I share? Maybe they are not going to do anything of these. Maybe they're going to do both of them, but I think you, you definitely want to think about what your goal is as well. So I think for what I want to do, um, even though I like the idea of putting the social sharing buttons at the bottom of the post, I think it doesn't make sense because for me, an email opt-in is so much more valuable and more important than somebody retweeting a blog post. So the last of the problems that we wanted to address in this episode is the customization. So a lot of the social sharing plugins that I've come across are very limited in customization for how the buttons are going to look, uh, where they're going to appear, which buttons you can even show. So this, this was uh, a, bit, a bit of a sticking point for me when I was researching a lot of these plugins, uh, you know, when I started, you know, a couple of years ago, really getting serious into, into I probably looked into um, hundreds of social sharing plugins. So let's talk about the plugins. And Doug, you have a lot more experience with these than I do, but what are your plugin recommendations? So the plugin that I recommend by default is called Socialize. And this one I like because it has the most customization options. And as I just mentioned, that was one of the, the biggest concerns, uh, biggest issues that I had while I was looking for social plugins. Uh, so this one allows you to put your social sharing buttons in line or as a floating bar. You can align them horizontally or vertically. Uh, you can change the order of the icons and just, you know, you can choose from a bunch of different ones to appear. And you can even put them in a call to action box at the bottom of your pages and posts. So this plugin still has the issue of having a slow load time if you have a lot of these social networks and you're showing the counts for those networks. But I think uh, the trade-off for customization and for uh, integrating with your design, I think it's it's a good choice for most people. And until I can find something that does it all, I think this is uh, this is the best of the bunch that I've seen. Cool. And there's this runner-up, which... Uh, at least in your experience, you don't like it as much as Socialize. And the runner up here is called Dick Dick, which seems to do pretty similar things. Is there any kind of use case where you would actually recommend Dick Dick over Socialize? So uh, I would say the bigger advantage about the the bigger advantage with Dig Dig is that it's easier to set up out of the box. It's more limited in the customization, and it doesn't have as high of a rating in the plugin repository. But I think it might be more popular. They look very similar with the social sharing bar that's floating on, on the on the side. So a lot of times I, I you know I see the bar on a site and I, I can't immediately tell if it's socialize or dig dig. Usually it's dig dig because it's just more popular. Right. And I think dig dig is actually by the guys from Buffer, um, which might be part of the reason it's so popular. Yeah, that that probably has something to do with it. And the last recommendation here is Social Metrics. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Social Metrics is a plugin that tracks your share counts uh, across all of your posts and pages. So this gives you, you know, a, a chart in your WordPress backend, and it'll show you which posts have the most tweets and likes. So if you've been doing this a while and you're not one of those people that's obsessively checking every page and post, you may not know. Uh, you know, which ones are necessarily your most shared. So this plugin, I think, you know, aggregates that data and 
displays it for you in in the back end, which I think is is quite useful, especially if you've if you've done this a while and you have a, a decent social presence. Yeah, that's that's cool. I think I'll I'll check out this plugin and try that on my side. So one other point that I would like to make is there is a lot of people there, especially UX and usability guys who they're firm believers that actually browsers should have built-in social sharing buttons, and that actually already is the case on both uh, Android and iOS. And um, they they really like you know hate probably the aesthetics and also for other reasons um, the sharing buttons on sites. And uh, one point that they're making is that like this this philosophy or this thought of how if some piece of content is so good that you really want to share it you might actually go out of your way to you know you know go to a new tab and open twitter or open up facebook and copy the link in there um, instead of you using one of the buttons and actually i have to say that for me personally i never use the sharing buttons because i've got the, the buffer chrome extension and so i've got the social sharing button right inside of my browser but that being said i'm very tech savvy and i'm probably not there target audience for most of the people who are listening to this podcast you'll probably get fewer shares if you uh, if you don't put the buttons on your site but it depends a lot on what your goals are if they're to get the most shares or to have the cleaner design and have a higher trust so um, coming back to the problems there's a couple of things like the load time and uh, the sharing count and customization issues and Doug, you actually have been thinking about potentially building a social sharing plugin yourself that would solve these issues, right? Yeah, so this is something that, you know, there, there's these little things that have been bugging me over time, just, you know, as I've been building all these sites for my customers. And I've seen some plugins that solve certain issues and then some plugins that solve others. For example, like I mentioned, Socialize, I think is really great for customization but it doesn't so solve the load time issue. And then there's a, a couple of them that are better on the load time, but they're very limited in customization. And honestly, I don't really like the way that they look, so I don't, I don't use them. Right, and the big thing for the big thing being also that uh, the share count is being displayed no matter what. So um, it would be really awesome if there would be a plugin where you could say only display the actual display the actual share count if it is you know greater than ten or something like that. Yeah. So. So this is one of the many ideas that I have, and I have a lot of ideas for plugins. Uh, so because we're talking about this topic, uh, you know, I'd like to know if, if any other people are, have these same issues with the plugins and if you'd be interested in, in a plugin that would do something right. like this. And I've already told you that I would uh, pay for this. So a plugin that caches the, the share count and that only displays the um, share count based on if the if the, it actually got enough shares and maybe also making it easy to customize the colors. Um, so you would have your first paying customer right here. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I think if I, if I did go through with this, it would be a similar model to David's plugins where there would be a free version uh, with the basic features and then some of the advanced features would be in a premium plugin. Yeah, so we would love to hear um, your thoughts on if that is something that you would be interested in and also if that is something that you would actually consider uh, paying for with these type of advanced features. So you can uh, let us know uh, when you go to our blog post at wpcast.fm slash social. And we would also love to hear from you what's been your experience with um, 
you know, social sharing plugins and also what does your social media strategy look like? Is there anything that's working particularly well for you? So feel free to share those uh, on our website in the comments. And uh, also you can follow us on iTunes. There's a link on our site and we also have a voicemail widget. So if you want to record a voicemail, um, you can also do it on our website and you can actually listen to the voicemail before you send it. So if you say something stupid or if you think it doesn't sound good, you can actually um, abort and you don't actually have to send it to us. And you should also be following us on Twitter if you haven't already. So my Twitter handle is Doug underscore Ewan and my last name is spelled Y-U-E-N. And my Twitter handle is David H-M-E. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. You can go to wpcast.fm to download our WordPress toolbox, which contains our 50 favorite tools. We'll see you next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.